the reality of it. That was passion of the Christ. And oh, mm, my goodness. We need that revelation. Amen. Wow. Wow. That's just mind boggling. Lord, thank you. Thank you for your sacrifice, Lord. Oh, Lord. Wow. Father, let this cup pass from me. But nevertheless, man, I'm so glad he said nevertheless. Amen. Nevertheless. He did that. He did that for you. He did that for me. Amen. Oh, if you have your Bibles, open them up to Matthew 27. I want to welcome all the visitors here tonight. So good to see everyone celebrating Jesus together. Amen. We want to welcome those that are watching around the world live right now on Facebook. Welcome. I believe I have a powerful word here. Now, this one's a little different because I'm, I'm going to kind of keep a flow, a nice flow on the message. Usually I'm, I'm bringing up, up to 10, 11, 12 scriptures and really digging it. But today I'm going to read one passage and I'm just going to kind of flow. And I'm telling you, this, this message will just drive home the revelation of Jesus here. Let's look at Matthew 27, 45 through 50 here. Now from the sixth hour until the ninth hour, there was darkness over all the land. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. That is my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Some of those who stood there when they heard that said, this man is calling for Elijah. Immediately, one of them ran and took a sponge and filled it with sour wine and put it uh, on a reed and offered it to him, to him to drink. The rest said, let him alone. Let us see if Elijah will come to save him. And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. Wow. So today is Good Friday. Amen. When Jesus was beaten, as, as we just got a, um, a crazy visual of that, where he was beaten, he took stripes on his back. He wore the crown of thorns on his head. He was, you could just say it this way, he was tortured. Jesus was tortured. He was beaten to a pulp. And he hung on a bloody wooden cross to die for our sins. And the Word of God refers to Jesus as the Lamb of God. The perfect, the spotless sacrifice for our sins. But do we really understand what that means? Do we really understand the amazing details and and why Jesus is referred to as the Lamb of God? Tonight, I believe this message is going to give you a deeper revelation and understanding and an appreciation surrounding the amazing details about why Jesus is referred to as the Lamb of God. The, the title message, very simply, the spotless Lamb of God. Now, the Lamb of God is a difficult concept for many to comprehend, uh, for many children and adults. A lamb is, is simply, to many, just an adorable, precious, and innocent animal to many, Right? But when we talk about lambs in the Bible, we usually see them serving as, as a sacrifice to take away sin, to take away guilt. We've seen this in the Passover, and we see it as a reference 
to Jesus and his death. So why is a lamb being killed for our sins? Now, I I don't know specifically, if, if you know, let me know, but I don't know specifically why God chose the lamb specifically to be used. Perhaps it's because it was the closest animal uh, in in the t- that time, that culture of the Israelites, uh, which represented a, a creature free from blemishes. That's probably what it was. Maybe there's more reasons. I mean, the, the depth of God's knowledge is amazing. Amen? And His purposes, His reason. But whatever the reason, we see the lamb used throughout the Word of God as a special, dedicated animal used for the purposes of God. And the first uh, time we see a reference to God providing a lamb for a sacrifice in the Old Testament. Now, you've got to keep this in mind. Everything in the Old Testament points to Jesus. You can't just say, well, uh, I'm not going to read the Old Testament. No, no, no. It's all good. Say it with me. It's all good. It all points to the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? But the first time that God provided a lamb as a sacrifice is in the Old Testament story of Abraham and Isaac. Abraham walks in faith, in an unbelievable, difficult moment. And God provides a ram as a burnt uh, uh, sin offering. I mean, can you imagine? God promised a lamb. Listen to this. God promised the lamb, but he provided an adult ram. Oh, my. Now, the reason for this seems to be held uh, in the foreshadowing of what would come through the Lord Jesus Christ as a sin offering. But we see the lamb again. Uh, In the account of the Passover, when the Israelites are instructed to slaughter the lamb and brush the blood on their doorposts. Do you remember that? All right. The presence of the blood signaled uh, for death, the spirit of death, to pass over their house. Hence, Passover. Amen? Amen? The blood of the lambs saved God's people. Now, when we come to the New Testament, Jesus is called the Lamb of God by John the Baptist. Now, in Revelation, we're going to talk more about that in a minute, but in Revelation, there are nine references to the Lamb revealing to us Jesus' victory. Amen? But before that, we see Christ as the sacrificial Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. The symbolism is, is the key to understanding who He really is. See, this is why I'm saying, I think this message is just going to give you a deeper revelation of why Jesus is called the Lamb and and what it means to you personally, right? The blood of the Lamb saves all who call upon His name. You do understand that Jesus made the provision. He, He took the sins of the whole world upon Himself. But let me ask you this. Is the whole world saved? No. He provided the provision. But you must call upon the name of the Lord. Put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ to tap in to that provision. Amen? But when we experience Scripture through more revelation, we have a deeper understanding of the personal nature of the gospel. The Word of God becomes more vibrant. It's, like, it's almost like you start to see it in color instead of black and white. You ever have that where you, you read something and it's just kind of like black and white to you and all of a sudden the Holy, Holy Spirit just gives you a revelation of this thing and man, this thing just jumped right out at you. Amen? Well, that's what's going to happen here, I'm praying, in your spirit. God's design in our lives includes so much symbolism and and many opportunities to unite our body, soul, and spirit to the truth of God's Word. Isn't God good? The Word of God is awesome, I'm telling you right now. 
So Jesus was sent to this earth for you. You are the reason. You're the reason Jesus shed his blood on that cross. He submitted to, to this atrocious act. Atrocious act to take away the sin of the world. All, like I said, all the world's sin. All the sickness and disease that will ever be on the face of this earth. All the junk. He took it upon himself. Hence, that's why he looked like a piece of meat beaten to death. All of it was upon him. Thank you, Jesus. And he did it to reverse the curse of Adam and Eve's disobedience. Are you following me? He wore the crown of thorns on his head, took stripes on his back to deliver us from one thing, the curse of the law. The curse of the law. Man, he fulfilled it. That's why he said, it is finished. I did it all. I fulfilled it perfectly. So tonight, let's look at the connection between the symbolism and the meaning of the Lamb in the Old Testament and the Lamb of God, the Lord Jesus Christ. You ready to dive in? All right, did you bring your bathing suit tonight? Let's jump in this living water. Amen? Amen. So why is Jesus called the Lamb of God? Number one, he was born in Bethlehem. Now, many times we just read the details in the Word and we just kind of jump over it, right? Oh, yeah, okay, great. He was born in Bethlehem. Everything in the Word of God has a purpose. Listen to this. The Levites, the priests, raised lambs in Bethlehem. Did you know that? They sacrificed lambs in the temple. Listen, they were the shepherds who first visited Jesus when he was born. So the priest, get this, the priest received the lambs to be sacrificed. How amazing that the Levitical priest received the announcement of Jesus' birth. They were the first ones in Bethlehem where they received the sacrificial lambs in Bethlehem. I mean, this is crazy. I mean... For this, all these prophecies to be fulfilled, every prophecy, every jot and tittle has been fulfilled. I mean, the, the, the mathematical probability is crazy. But most likely, they didn't realize the great honor that the Lord bestowed upon them by making them the first to receive the Lamb of God. But here's another thing. Bethlehem is also known as the house of bread. Jesus declared that he is the bread of life. This is crazy. Uh, Only our great God could work these details out concerning his birth and life on this earth. Oh, here we go. Number two. Why is Jesus called the Lamb of God? John the Baptist announced that Jesus was the Lamb of God. You remember that account? Well, there's more significance than what you even think. That meets the eye. John the Baptist he was from the Levitical priest line, call, and he called out in front of everyone, he said, Jesus, that he was the Lamb of God. You remember that? The priest, listen to this, the priest identified lambs for sacrifice in the Old Testament. This is crazy. This symbolism is, at, when I was studying this, I'm like, oh my goodness, this is wild. Just, I mean, how can you not believe that Jesus is the Christ, Right? So they identified the lambs for sacrifice. John, because of his Levitical line, had the authority through his priestly bloodline to announce that Jesus' identity to the world. Now, the baptism, so we see John performs a baptism in John 1, right? And that represented him going down and coming back up. When this announcement was made at the scene of the baptism in John one twenty nine, 
the people received this word uh, much differently than we do today. See, John the Baptist was calling Jesus the Lamb of God was infused with so much symbolism. And here's a few. Lambs as symbols of sacrifice for the sin and peace offerings from the Old Testament, Leviticus 23, 19. The messianic lamb would be led to the slaughter, Isaiah 53. Come on, somebody. The connection to the Passover lamb in the book of Exodus. Images of deliverance and bondage that Jesus was going to provide. So when John identified Jesus, there's a whole package going with that call to the world. He's the lamb, but he's carrying a whole bunch of things with him for you and I. Are you following me? Next, why is Jesus called the lamb of God? Jesus fulfilled the story of Abraham and Isaac. Listen to this. Abraham took a donkey with two men. Two disciples went to get a donkey for Jesus. (laughs) And, and, And when he entered into Jerusalem before his crucifixion, Abraham took his son, the firstborn son, right? The only son was Sarah. When Isaac asked where the sacrificial lamb was, uh, Abraham answered that God would provide. So what did God provide for us? God provided his own son as the sacrificial lamb in the place of each one of us. See, Isaac, here's another one. This is crazy. Isaac carried wood on his back to be led to the slaughter up Mount Moriah. Jesus carried the cross for his slaughter. My. Jesus is the spotless lamb of God. Amen. See, God knew Abraham's heart was pure. God intervened and provided a ram. Now listen to this. A sheep, a sheep is considered a lamb for its first year. And then after a first year, a female lamb is, is what, uh, E-W-E, a ewe. <laughs> and a male lamb is, becomes a ram. In Jesus, God delivered his son as the lamb of the final offering for sin. Now, Abraham offered his son on Mount Moriah. Take a guess where Jesus was crucified. On the same mount. This is crazy. That same area, Jesus was crucified. Why is Jesus called the Lamb of God? Let's go to number four. Number four, let's talk a little bit about Jerusalem. All lambs had to be brought to Jerusalem from where they were raised in Bethlehem and be offered to the high priest. While Jesus entered Jerusalem, entered Jerusalem on a donkey and he went to the temple. And he, listen to this. He cleansed the temple to prepare it for a true and perfect sacrifice of himself. <laughs> Number five, why is Jesus the spotless lamb of God? The Passover lamb. We touched on it a little bit, but let's talk about just a couple more details here. The father of the family in the Old Testament, the father of the family chooses the lamb of Passover. Who, who chose Jesus to come down? Our Heavenly Father. The Passover instructions declares one lamb per family. All who who are in Christ were one family, the family of God, the body of Christ. Let's talk about why, why else is Jesus the Lamb of God. Here we go. Four days. Say four days. It takes four days in the Old Testament to inspect the Passover lamb. In the same way... 
The people of Jerusalem tested, quizzed, and challenged Jesus for four days. These people included the high priests, the Sanhedrin, Pharisees, Sadducees, and others. Do some research. On all these points I'm giving you, do some more research on your own. I mean, I'm just kind of skimming the surface right here. Next, why is Jesus called the spotless Lamb of God? Jesus was spotless. Jesus was without spot. Jesus was without blemish. He was spotless. It means that he was pure. He was blameless. Physically, we see it. He was without sickness. He was without disease. He was without spots on his body. Come on, somebody. His skin was clear, uh, clean and clear from any sickness or disease or bondage. Spiritually, it means without blame and harmless. He didn't harm anyone. He always spoke God's word to bless the people or to correct the people. Either way, he was a blessing everywhere he went. Amen? Amen. Why is Jesus the spotless Lamb of God? How about the times of sacrifice? Here we go. The sacrifices in the Old Testament occurred in the morning and evening. Now, these times coincide with our clocks as this, 9 a.m. and 3 p.m. By 3 p.m., all the Passover lambs were killed. Remember, there is one lamb per family in the Old, Old Testament, so it took a while, right, for everyone to slay these things, right? All right? But Jesus, listen to this, Jesus was placed on the cross at 9 a.m., the time of the morning sacrifice. He died at the time of the evening sacrifice, 3 p.m. The sun was covered from noon until 3 p.m., and then he died at 3 p.m. Jesus fulfilled, listen to me, he fulfilled every instruction according to Exodus chapter 12. Take it home tonight and read it for yourself. Exodus chapter 12. Everyone, every single detail, everything in the Old Testament points to Jesus Christ as the spotless Lamb of God. Here we go. I'm almost done. One more, and we're going to wrap this thing up and do communion. See, I wanted to wait for communion until I preach this because it gives us a deeper understanding of Jesus as the spotless Lamb. Amen? Amen. Why was Jesus the spotless Lamb of God? A one-year-old lamb was required in the Old Testament. A one-year-old lamb was required in the Old Testament. Why is that? Listen to this. A lamb was considered to be in the prime of its life at one year old. Okay, Jesus at the age of 33 in only three years into his, his ministry was considered to be at the, in the prime of his life, the spotless Lamb of God. The conclusion is this. So much of the scripture testifies to Jesus being the spotless Lamb of God. And let me tell you this. It isn't just in the Word of God. Many of these things are written by, by just historians who lived back in that day. There's so, say evidence. You want evidence? There's evidence. I, so today, tonight I just covered a few amazing details. There's so much more that God put into the Word of God to point to that Jesus is the Christ. He is the chosen one to take our sins away and to give us eternal life, an abundant life, free from the curse of the law. Listen, we don't have to put up with the things of the curse of the law. What are the things? Look at Deuteronomy 28. That'll tell you what we don't have to put up with. Amen? And part of that is sickness and disease. I never heard anyone who had a sickness and disease say that they were blessed because of it. Thank you. Jesus was perfect. Unblemished Lamb of God, Lamb of God who took away the sins 
of the world for eternity. We can either live in the gift of salvation or we can live without it. See, God's given that choice to every human being. Have you recognized Jesus as the Lamb of God? Have you received Him as such through repenting of your sin and placing your faith and everything in Him? He is the ultimate Lamb of God, the final sacrifice. We don't need to look for another. Amen? Amen. Thank you, Jesus, for your sacrifice. Let's take the elements right now. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus, you are the spotless Lamb of God. Every detail. See, now you know. That's why it said, it said, if the enemy knew, if the enemy knew who he, what, who he was crucifying, and it, he would have never have done it. If, if the enemy knew of the results. See, when the enemy was pushing this thing, all the hatred in the people's hearts. Hey, the enemy was sealing his own demise. I love that. Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for your broken body. We thank you for your shed blood on the cross. Lord God, right now, we just apply that. It, see, oh yeah, Jesus, you didn't die for us not to take advantage of it. <laughs> Think about that. Think about it. He died so we would take advantage of it. So Lord, by faith, we just say we believe that we are healed by your stripes. Every curse is broken. You wore that crown of thorns which represented the curse. And your blood shed from your head. Huh. We thank you, Jesus, for your sacrifice. You may partake of the bread. Thank you, Lord. Mm. So much blood was poured out. So much blood was poured out. Huh. I, you know, the blood and water flowed, right, out of Jesus when they put that sword in his side. And I heard one minister say this to them, like, wow, yeah, that's, that's interesting. He said, blood and water came out. Get this. Everything poured out of him so he couldn't be resuscitated. Interesting, huh? Wow. Jesus, we thank you so much for your shed blood. Your blood, Lord Jesus, is more than enough. More than enough. And Lord God, forgive us for thinking that we are greater than your blood, holding on to strongholds, holding on to bondages, holding on to who we think we are. Lord, we want to be who you want us to be, who you created us to be. And we thank you for your shed blood that the enemy has no power. He literally, think about that, church. He has no power, no authority, only that which you give him. So it's time to take it back right now. Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for your shed blood. We remember you and we praise you. You may partake of the drink. Thank you, Lord. Let's all stand up in this place. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, maybe there's someone I... It would be foolish to end this service without throwing a call out there. Maybe there's someone in this place... Number one, you've, you know you've never made Jesus Christ Lord of your life. 
You know it. You're on the outside and you're looking in, and tonight the Holy Spirit pricked your heart. If you want to make Jesus Lord of your life, the Bible says today is the day of salvation. In other words, while the Holy Spirit's drawing you, you better take advantage of that right now because you don't know when you're going to take your last breath on this earth. If you want to make Jesus Lord of your life, just meet me up here, over here, and I want to pray with you to be born again, to have a new birth day. Come on, somebody. Now, here's the next thing, and this one is even more, this, I don't want to say even more troubling, but this can be even more deceiving. Maybe you're in this place, and you've made Jesus Lord of your life a long time ago, maybe as a child, maybe in your teens. But frankly, if you were to die right now, you have no idea if you would go to heaven. You know what? That should scare the hell out of someone. That, see, that's very deceiving right there. Thinking, well, I might be okay. Well, you know, I went to church all my life. Listen, God does not have grandchildren, only children. You cannot ride on mommy and daddy's strings or grandma and grandpa, okay? So here's the deal. If you are in this place, and if you died right now, you have no idea where you'd go. That's too big of a gamble. I want you to meet me up here, and I want to pray with you after service. Let's just settle it. Let's rededicate your life. Maybe you're in this place. You've never received the Holy Spirit baptism. Jesus said you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you to be witnesses for me. Come on. It was so important. Jesus said, go up to that upper room and don't you leave until you receive the Holy Spirit baptism. Because why? Because then you can be a, a witness, a true witness of my power. If you never received the Holy Spirit baptism, I want you to meet me up here. I'm, I want to pray with you to receive the precious Holy Spirit baptism. Maybe you need a, a physical healing, emotional healing prayer for someone. Anything else? I just want to invite you. I'm going to be up here after service. Meet me up here. I want to pray with you. We have prayer cloths as well. We'll pray over, send them home, and uh, we're just going to see God do some amazing things. Amen? Wow! Do you guys have a great time tonight? What a what a what an anointing in this place! That Lord, thank you for your presence. Father, I pray over every person right now that you would encamp them, their vehicles, with your holy angels. Lord, I loose your blessing over them right now. I pray favor over every area of their life, Father God. And Lord, bring them back, bring them back, Lord God. Show them who they are in you and use them in a mighty way to stop the kingdom of darkness, and to advance the kingdom of God. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Come on back on Sunday. Have a great night, everyone. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Glory. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts.